The following is the real history of the United States of America. They don't teach you this in school or in the media. And see, there's a reason for that. Because those who've won the battles have written what you've been taught. History is written by those who had the better weapons. If people knew the truth, it'd be a lot harder to control. They teach us to pledge allegiance to the stars and stripes, but they need to teach allegiance to people starving in equal rights. Books they make and need replacing, it's a mystery till they read how it's into people's history. You can't discover land on which natives live and stand. The schools still spread the scam by honoring this man. I don't get it, giving credit to Columbus for atrocity. Came here to get the gold and claim the land as his property. To split it with the rich back in Europe from Monopoly. They profit from the legacy of Jefferson and Washington. They wrote the Constitution, they own hundreds of slaves, but they gave this conclusion. They said, we'll get freedom from the American Revolution. But Indians and women wasn't given retribution. Or if you were poor, you were never meant to benefit. It only helped the rich get more rich, and that's the end. Like the war in Iraq, it goes back and has a precedent. School, they teach you just the Pledge of Allegiance. It's a book I read, you gotta go get so you can read it. It shows how this mess was created in the place. Face of people's history of the United States. In the Declaration of Independence, half a society was never even mentioned. Back in the day, when we were taught to obey and for a while that was the way that it would stay with philosophy men who said women are our property rebellion never stopped because of women because of women of like women. the grimke sisters on the truth then will crease your mind they said the next step in the cause was to get up at Seneca Falls. While the natives still sought to take a stand, the new American government burned their homes to take their land. The natives hated the settlers for the way that they abused. That's why most tribes fought with the British in the revolution. In the revolution. And after it, the government wanted more land and expanded. They moved west, but the move cost 70,000 native deaths. There was a man known for the way that he attacked them. You can find him on your $20 bills. It's Andrew Jackson. They tried to make taking native land sound more suitable. The name they gave this mission was the Indian Removal. Before all this happened, the natives were more caring. They had this land alone and were known for their sharing. It wasn't about competition and racking up private property. It was introduced to that by Europe's accent philosophy. The government broke every treaty that they made with the natives, and today they still discriminate against immigration. In school, they teach you just the Pledge of Allegiance. It's a book I read, you gotta go get so you can read it. It shows how this mess was created in the place. Face of people's history of the United States. After taking native land, the government wanted more. They took California and Texas. In the Mexican War, Mexican Arizona War. and more Mexican land than planned steadily. Take Utah and Nevada, they called it Manifest Destiny. Manifest the Destiny. war was opposed by those in the know, like Frederick Douglass, the Quakers, and Henry David Thoreau. Little or no freedom came from the slaves' emancipation. Rich white men still were owners of every occupation. Plus, the proclamation didn't stop discrimination, didn't stop the creation of a racist education. People organized in 1835 as they strive for better ways, fighting to end more than 10 hour days. And way back, it's a fact, they scripted the conscription. So the rich didn't have to fight in the wars, only the poor Today's the same situation with the rich who rule this nation The richest businesses evolved, today they're called corporations In school they teach you just the Pledge of Allegiance It's a book I read, you gotta go get so you can read it It shows how this mess was created in the place Face of people's history of the United States In school they teach you just the Pledge of Allegiance It's a book I read, you gotta go get so you can read it It shows how this mess was created in the place Face of people's history of the United States And that was The Real History of the U.S. by The Truth, T-H-A-T-R-U-T-H. Welcome back to Polyrical. Great to have you back with us. So I heard some news this past week that really inspired me. So it was related to that initial song. That song, The Real History 
was based on Howard Zinn's book, The People's History of the United States. And so I got inspired this past week when I heard some news out of Arkansas. There's a representative there named Kim Hendren. And Representative Hendren introduced a bill to ban all writings by Howard Zinn from Arkansas public and charter school curricula. You can find the text of that bill online. But I heard some or, or read a few different people's tweets about it. One of those was Evan Greer. Evan Greer is a singer, songwriter, and queer activist, and activist on other issues as well, was a very powerful activist on the TPP and other issues. Uh, but Evan Greer tweeted out, who is going to crowdfund providing books to the students in Arkansas? So I looked around, and at the time, no one else was. So I decided it would be me. So my goal is to make Howard Zinn's A People History of the United States available to as many students in Arkansas as possible. So in order to do so, I'm going to need some money. So I did start a GoFundMe for this purpose. It's at GoFundMe.com slash Zinn dash four dash and that's F-O-R dash A-R dash students. Zinn for A-R students. So if you are so inclined and don't want to see whether these efforts succeed or not, uh, want to get Howard Zinn's book into the hands of as many people as possible, I think that it was an enormous influence on me and my politics today, uh, reading first The People's History of the United States, but then other works by Howard Zinn, You Can't Be Neutral on a Moving Train and Failure to Quit, all outstanding books by Howard Zinn. So I think the more people that read them, the better. There's also a great site. It's called zinnedproject.org, and they've been working for a long time to promote Howard Zinn's works in school education uh, curriculum and school settings, and they are also working to raise money to provide Howard Zinn's uh, book and other information to students, teachers, and schools. So I was inspired by those things. I was inspired also by Howard Zinn to quote Howard Zinn, quote, to be hopeful in bad times is not just foolishly romantic. It is based on the fact that human history is a history not of cruelty, but also of compassion, sacrifice, courage, kindness. What we choose to emphasize in this complex history will determine our lives. If we see only the worst, it destroys our capacity to do something. If we remember those times and places, and there are so many, where people have behaved magnificently, this gives us the energy to act and at least the possibility of sending this spinning top of a world in a different direction. And if we do act in however small a way, we don't have to wait for some grand utopian future. The future is an infinite succession of presence. And to live now as we think human beings should live in defiance of all that is bad around us is itself a marvelous victory.
And I'm also inspired by David Rovix, who wrote about this exact issue back when Mitch Daniels did it in Indiana. Here is the song Mitch Daniels by David Rovix from the album All the News That's Fit to Sing. Mitch Daniels was the governor of Indiana. Now he is the president of Purdue. But back when he was governor, he asked his staff to look into what they might be able to do. He said, now that this old man has kicked the bucket, can we finally stop taking it on the chin? Can we find an excuse, whatever one will work, to ban all the books of Howard's in? I want to ban them, he said, from the libraries. I want to ban them from each curriculum. Ban them from the grade schools, ban them from the high schools, ban them from each college syllabi. And quietly the books started disappearing. They're in the heartland of the free. But oops, now we know, cause his emails are public and were discovered by a reporter from AP. They're banning books in Indiana. The governor wants to censor what you read because a patriotic history of half-truths and lies is all the history you need. The story hit the presses at least a bit. And Mitch Daniels then denied the truth. Which is funny because that's just like the diet of nonsense Mr. Daniels would feed to the youth. American democracy is the best in the world and everything is going according to plan. And any pesky historians who want to expose that crap, it's time to burn and censor and ban. They're banning books in Indiana. The governor wants to censor what you read Because a patriotic history of half-truths and lies Is all the history you need It needs to be bleached and masticated. Red, white, and blue are the colors for Mitch. Shades of gray are far too complicated. Columbus discovered America. It's the world's best democracy, and America always wins. And if sometimes things don't go quite the way they should, Jesus will forgive our sins. They're banning books in Indiana. The governor wants to censor what you read Because a patriotic history of half-truths and lies Is all the history you need They're banning books in Indiana The governor wants to censor what you read Because a patriotic history of half-truths and lies Is all the history you need
Zen was all about learning what our history is so we can empower ourselves to take action now to make the world a better place. And the topic of this episode is feminism and female empowerment. Songs about standing up for yourself and being empowered to be the best you and not settling for what society often has to offer you, being second class. First up is Fight Like a Girl by Bombshell off the all album Fight Like a Girl. And that will be followed up by Can't Hold Us Down by Christina Aguilera featuring Lil' Kim from the album Stripped. And getting pushed around Wishing she was invisible To them She ran home crying Why do they hate me Mama wiped her tears And said baby You're brave and you're
have an opinion Should I keep quiet just because I'm a woman? Call me a bitch Cause I speak what's on my mind Guess it's easier for you to swallow if I start to smile When a female fires back Suddenly the target don't know how to act So here's what any little boy would do Making up a few false promises That for sure is not a man to me It's matter of names for popularity He said you only get to me through controversy But now it's time for me to come and give you more to say Yeah. 
And up next are two more rounding out our set of four songs for this episode on the topic of the episode, feminism and female empowerment. Next up, we have This Is For My Girls, an ensemble with Kelly Clarkson, Chloe and Hallie, Missy Elliott, Jada Grace, Lee Michelle, Janelle Monet, Kelly Rowland, and Zendaya. And following that, we've got Sisters Are Doing It For Themselves by Eurythmics from the Eurythmics Ultimate Collection. you beautiful don't let nobody ever make you doubt it your heart is free and strong that's what keeps you keeping on and keep it down there ain't no doubt about it
fantastic song sisters are doing it for themselves by eurythmics with aretha franklin aretha franklin and annie lennox vocals there are fantastic word is that the eurythmics originally were looking to record that with tina turner but things didn't work out there but they got aretha franklin and created that amazing song so that moves us forward on to our artist of the episode. And the artist of this episode is Hazel Jane Dickens. And from Wikipedia, here's this little introduction to Hazel Dickens. Hazel Dickens was an American bluegrass singer, songwriter, double bassist, and guitarist. Her music was characterized not only by her high, lonesome singing style, but also her provocative pro-union feminist song. Cultural blogger John Pataro noted that, quote, Dickens didn't just sing the anthems of labor. She lived them and her place on many a picket line, staring down gunfire and goon squads, embedded her into the cause. The New York Times extolled her as, quote, a clarion-voiced advocate for coal miners and working people and a pioneer among women in bluegrass music. So I'm really excited to feature a set here by Hazel Dickens. And the song that's going to kick it off is going to tie right back to our topic of the episode. We're going to hear The Rebel Girl by Hazel Dickens off of a compilation album, Don't Mourn, Organize, Songs of Labor songwriter Joe Hill. Following that, we're going to hear Black Lung from classic labor songs from Smithsonian Folkways.
Pete's had more hard luck than most men could stand. The mines was his first love, but never his friend. He's lived a hard life, and hard he'll die. Black lungs done got him, his time is nigh. Black lung, black lung, you're just biding your time. Soon all this suffering I'll leave behind. But I can't help but wonder what God had in mind to send such a devil to claim this soul of mine. He went to the boss man, but he closed the door. Well, it seems you're not wanted when you're sick and you're poor. You're not even covered in their medical plans. And your life depends on the favors of man. Down in the poorhouse on starvation's plan. Where pride is a stranger and doomed is a man. His soul full of coal dust till his body's decayed. And everyone but black lungs done turned him away. Black lung, black lung, oh, your hands I see cold. As you reach for my life and you torture my soul. Cold as that water hole down in that dark cave where I've spent my life's blood digging my own grave. Down at the graveyard, the boss man came with his little bunch of flowers. Dear God, what a shame. Take back those flowers. Don't you sing no sad songs. The die has been cast now. A good man is gone. Haunting rendition there of Black Lung, the voice that will just cut through you in a good way. Coming up, we'll hear They'll Never Keep Us Down by Hazel Dickens off of Harlan County, USA, Songs of the Coal Miners Struggle. But before that, we're going to listen to Hazel's song, Will Jesus Wash the Bloodstains from Your Hands? This is off the Songs of War and Politics, Volume 1, compilation album. I saw gray hair 
shot and we've been jailed, Lord, it's a sin. Women and little children stood right by the men. But we got that union contract that keeps the workers free. And they'll never shoot that union out of me. And they'll never shoot that union out of me. Oh, no. Never shoot that union out of me. Got a contract in our hands signed by the blood of honest men. And they'll never shoot that union out of me. exactly right if the workers stick together and we have solidarity they will never keep us down so we've got to work for workers rights we've got to work for women's rights gay rights minority rights lots of people's rights are trampled these days and we have to work for peace. Here is Gil Scott Heron with his song, Work for Peace. Back when Eisenhower was the president, Golf courses is where most of his time was spent. So I never really listened to what the president said because in general I believed that the general was politically dead. But he always seemed to know when the muscles were about to be flexed. Because I remember him saying something, mumbling something about a military industrial complex. Americans no longer fight to keep their shores safe, just to keep the jobs going in the arms making workplace. And then they pretend to be gripped by some sort of political reflex. But all they're doing is paying dues to the military-industrial complex. The military and the monetary. The military and the monetary. The military and the monetary. The military and the monetary get together whenever they think it's necessary. They turn our brothers and sisters into mercenaries. They are turning the planet into a cemetery. The military and the monetary use the media as intermediaries. They are determined to keep the citizens secondary. They make so many decisions that are arbitrary. We're marching behind the commander-in-chief who was standing under a spotlight shaking like a leaf. But the ship of state had landed on an economic reef, so we knew he was going to bring us messages of grief. 
military and the monetary were shielded by January and went storming into February. Brought us pot-bellied generals as luminaries. Two weeks ago, I hadn't heard the sumbitch. Now, all of a sudden, he's legendary. They took the honor from the honorary. They took the dignity from the dignitaries. They took the secrets from the secretary, but they left the bitch an obituary. The military and the monetary from thousands of miles away in a Saudi Arabian sanctuary had us all scrambling for our dictionaries because we couldn't understand the fucking vocabulary. Yeah, there were some smart bombs, but there were some dumb ones as well. Scared the hell out of CNN in that Baghdad hotel. The military and the monetary, they get together whenever they think it's necessary. War in the desert sometimes sure is scary, but they beamed out the war to all their subsidiaries. Tried to make so damn insane a worthy adversary, keeping the citizens secondary, scaring old folks into coronaries. The military and the monetary from thousands of miles in the Saudi Arabian sanctuary kept us all wondering if all of this was really truly necessary. We've got to work for peace. Peace ain't coming this way. If we only work for peace, if everyone believed in peace the way they say they do, we'd, we'd have peace. The only thing wrong with peace is that you can't make no money from it. The military and the monetary, they get together whenever they think it's necessary. They've turned our brothers and sisters into mercenaries. They are turning the planet into a cemetery. We got to work for peace. Peace ain't coming this way. We should not allow ourselves to be misled by talk of entering a time of peace. Peace is not the absence of war, it is the absence of the rumors of war and the threats of war and the preparation for war. Peace is not the absence of war, it is a time when we will all bring ourselves closer to each other, closer to building a structure that is unique within ourselves because we have finally come to peace within ourselves. Military and the monetary. Military and the monetary. Military and the monetary. Get together whenever they think it's necessary. They have turned our brothers and sisters into mercenaries. They are turning parts of the planet into a cemetery. What you gonna do? Military and the monetary. Military and the monetary. What you gonna do? We hounded the Ayatollah religiously, bombed Libya and killed Gaddafi's son hideously. We turned our back on our allies, the Panamanians, and saw Ali North selling guns to the Iranians. Watched Gorbachev slaughtering the Lithuanians. We better warn the Amish, they may bomb the Pennsylvanians. The military and the monetary. Get together whenever they think it's necessary. They have turned our brothers and sisters into mercenaries. They are turning the planet. To a cemetery. They got folks out there working for war. Two, three, four. Make a whole lot of money, start a little trouble, it's war. Turn this planet in the north and south, it's war. Start a few rumors over there, make money with a war. Say it to yourself. I believe I we got to work for peace. Peace ain't gonna be free, we got to work for peace. Gotta work, gotta work, gotta work, gotta work, time to go to work.
sound like no late night commercial, but it's a matter of fact that there are thousands of children all over the world in Asia and Africa and in South America who need our help. When they start talking about 55 cents a day and 70 cents a day, I know a lot of folks feel as though that's 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 not that's not really any kind of contribution to make, but we have to give up a dollar and a half just to get in the subway nowadays. This is a song about tomorrow and about how tomorrow can be better if we all, each one, reach one, each one try to teach one. Nobody can do everything, but everybody can do something. Everyone must play a part. Everyone got to go to work. Work for peace. Spirit say work. that starting line back when Eisenhower was the president golf courses where it was most of his time was spent and Eisenhower at least uh verbally uh in his speeches at the end of his career turned out to take a pretty strong stand against the um military industrial complex unfortunately did not be was not quite so strong indeed against that entity uh but anyway golf courses being where most of his time was spent kind of puts us puts me in the mind of our current president who seems to uh spend all his weekends off on the golf course that's of course probably where he did a lot of his work and of course he owns the golf course so uh not a very big surprise that's where he's spending his time and maybe we're better off maybe when he's out there on the golf course he's not uh effing things up quite so much for the rest of us in any event sometimes we feel like things are too overwhelming things are too big problems are too embedded into the culture embedded into the society and we can hardly chip away at a little bits of those things that puts me in the mind of a quote i once heard that i probably i certainly won't quote exactly right but the gist of it was go and watch the rock cutter strike the rock again and again and again till it finally cracks and know that it was not that final blow that broke the rock it was all that came before Everything that we do, every little bit that we contribute moves towards making the world a better place. This is Polyrical. This is the final song 
I want you to listen to it and enjoy it, but I also want you to reach out to me and let me know what you think. You can reach Polyrical, and that's P-O-L-Y-R-I-C-A-L, at polyrical.com. You can follow me on Twitter, at Polyrical. And you can make a donation to keep this podcast going. For that, you'll want to go to patreon.com slash unrelatedthings, and you'll see the information there about making a donation and keep this podcast running. And if you want to send me an email, that will be at polyrical at gmail.com. So to get back to it, don't ever think that you can't. Don't ever think that your contribution is not going to make the difference because all of that will contribute. And here's a song that tells you, you can. It is called You Can. It is by Chumbawamba from their album, A Sing Song and a Scrap. Thanks for listening. Stepping out of line Dragging time and tide Against the keepers of the past The flags of class and caste Limp upon the mast All your week you were someone's slave Today you're a free man If they tell you you can't Then you can You can You can You can You can You can can. Walking high upon the hill Shot against well healed A butterfly breaks upon the wheel A compass and a cow A sing-song and a scrap A dotted line across the map All your week you were someone's slave
You can, you can, you can. 